You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that can balik kampung at last. Allow me to introduce the Sportscast legendary strike partnership of Karami Kamil. Hello, guys. And Nicholas John. Hello, hello. They are the Ian Rush and Kenny Dalglish of the podcast. I am Faisal American and my defensive abilities rival that of Jimmy Traore. What? He's a Champions League winner. Now, a lot of stuff happened at the weekend. Uh, let's start with the uh, Thomas and Uber Cups in Denmark, shall we? The Uber Cup team is out of contention for a spot in the quarterfinals. They lost their first two group matches, a 4-1 defeat to uh, Denmark on Saturday, followed by a 5-0 loss to uh, China. As for the Thomas Cup team, they'll take on Canada and Japan later this week. Guys, uh, hopes are high for them. Hopes are indeed high for our Thomas Cup team uh, based on their performance in the Sudirman Cup previously. They managed to get bronze. I think although the squad is young, I'm pretty sure that they can overcome Canada before facing Japan. I'm looking forward to watch the youngsters perform at another big stage after the Sudirman Cup and hopefully they can... They can hold their grounds against uh, one of the most decorated teams in badminton right now, Japan. Not Canada, but Japan. And let's just hope that they manage to reach their target to reach the quarterfinals. And I think their, their chances also were uh, improved somewhat by the withdrawal of uh, England, right? That That's one, one less problem that they have to worry about. Yes, it is. But uh, I think Wong Chung-Han said along the lines that although England is not in the tournament anymore, but their chances remain the same. It's not going to be easier, no more difficult. I think he was just playing it safe and trying not to give pressure to his young team. More on the Thomas and Uber Cups in the next podcast. And you can catch the action in Denmark on Astro. As for football, we're still in the international break. Uh, we saw France winning the Nations League. Goals from uh, Benzema and Mbappe gave France a 2-1 comeback win over Spain. Yeah, it, it was another good comeback win uh, for France, like you mentioned. Uh, and if you remember, they also had to battle back from two goals down uh, in the, the semi-finals. So uh, that's a quality, I guess, that all top teams should have, you know, the ability to fight back despite going a, a goal or two down. But uh, you mentioned Benzema scoring. That was an absolute peach of a goal. And and it, it just goes to show you that right now, Benzema and maybe I would think, I would say Mo Salah, two of the most on-form strikers in Europe at the moment. I have to agree with Nick. Um, I was happy to see Benzema back in top form after being dismissed by the French national team for, I think, about four or five years previously. And Mbappe also back to his best. But keep in mind that I think Mbappe's winning goal, I I, I think he just might be slightly offside. Don't you think, Nick? There was a bit of uh, controversy over it, but uh, it was allowed to stand like, at the end. But I, I don't know. I mean, to have matches decided in this day and age by you know marginal offside calls like this, isn't that what VAR is supposed to to be there for you know we, we shouldn't be having problems like this happening anymore and where was VAR crossing bodies I guess VAR balik kampung dah as for Italy they're back to winning ways 2-1 win over Belgium in the third place playoff 
As for Europe's World Cup qualifiers, England demolished Andorra 5-0. Netherlands pipped Latvia 1-0. Germany 2-1 win over Romania. Wales and the Czech Republic uh, had a 2-0 draw. Uh, Brazil dropped their first points in the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, they were goalless against Colombia. This ended a nine-match winning run. But guys, on the grand scale of things, it's not a big disappointment. It's not, but I have to apologize to the Brazilian players and the Brazilian fans. I think I jinxed their team. I did say previously that they won't drop points in this campaign, but after scoring 22 goals in nine matches and only conceding three, I think they have the rights to just take their foot off the gas a bit. They still top the table with uh, with a six-point advantage over Argentina. So, uh, like me and Nick said previously, Brazil and Argentina are still looking good to qualify for the, for the World Cup. Yeah, you mentioned six points ahead of Argentina. They're also 12 points ahead of the third and fourth place teams in their group. So, yeah, you know, they, they, they are, I think they can still afford one or two slip-ups like this, you know, drop points here and there, uh, provided they don't suffer any shock defeats. They should be safe. As for Formula One, the championship battle is heating up. Valtteri Bottas won the Turkish GP from pole ahead of uh, Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Lewis Hamilton started in 11th place because of an engine penalty and uh, he fought his way up to uh, finishing in 5th. Hamilton could have finished higher if not for a questionable pit stop decision from Mercedes. Well, it, there's an argument to say that, okay, basically what happened was the team was was calling him in to come in and have his tyres changed, but he wanted to stay out because he felt that he knew better. And there is an argument to say that the driver knows best because they are the ones out there. They are the ones who know the conditions and all that, especially someone like Hamilton, you know, who, who has like tons of, of experience. But in, in this instance, I don't agree with it. I think the team was right in bringing him in because while Hamilton is going on what his instinct is telling him, the team is making a decision based on their, their data and their telemetry and all that from the car. So they saw that he was starting to lose pace, which is why they brought him in for fresh tyres. Uh, Toto Wolff has gone on record saying that the tyres that he had on at the time before he came in would not have lasted until the end of the, of the race. So had he stayed out, he could have dropped further down the grid or worse suffer a puncture. Remember uh, in the previous GP, in the Russian GP where it was raining and the team told Hamilton to come in for to change the tyres and he said he was still okay until he caved in and then he he was like, and then Hamilton was like, oh, that's a great call for my team, uh, providing the information that needed. Let's say if in that GP, Hamilton lost and did not win the, the Russian GP. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same story as this one. So I agree with Nick. It's, the, it's a great, it's a good call from the team and Hamilton is just being a drama queen. <laughs> drama queen, yes. But remember that he is racing for the title. So, and, and he's trailing. So he will naturally want to take a bit more of a, of a risk or a gap. But that's what the team is there for. You see, their job is to make sure that he finishes as high as possible and then not to take any unnecessary risks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he finally caved in. But it's still a close race, Nick. I know he considered his championship lead, but he's only, what, six, five, six points behind Verstappen. So it's still up for grabs. Uh, and they've both taken their, their engine penalties, right? So, so that should at least reduce the chances of any uh, reliability issues for Verstappen, uh, Verstappen and Hamilton moving forward. Unless they take each other out like, and then Bottas <laughs> wins the championship. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, kudos to Bottas for winning his first title this year. Yeah. His first race this year. His, his first race, yeah, sorry. 
yeah, it's a nice send-off for him, like, you know, before he leaves at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, and as uh, you guys mentioned, Verstappen now at the top of the championship, six points ahead of Hamilton with six races to go. This is definitely gearing up for some last-day drama. Uh, we've not seen that in a while. Yeah, this, this season actually reminds me of when Hamilton was was race uh, was fighting Nico Rosberg for the title. And I think after Rosberg left, he had he had it quite easy in terms of winning the championship. So to see a tight fight like this is it's quite it, it's exciting and it's it's it, it's make made the sport a little bit more interesting for the for the viewers. Finally, the Indian Wells Tennis Open is still ongoing. For now, let's just focus on uh, one result. Emma Raducanu, beaten in straight sets in her first match since winning the US Open. Now, after that, after winning the US Open, she split with a coach. So, in a sense, you kind of saw a result like this coming, right? Well, changing coaches, uh, I don't think it had too much of an impact because it's quite common, actually, for tennis players to, to change coaches. You know, she had that same coach when she was an up-and-coming player. Now that she's established herself somewhat, it's time for someone else to come and help her move on to the, to the next level. So, like I said, it's something that a lot of other players uh, do as well. You know, changing coaches when you move on to a, a different phase of your career. I think that she was actually a little bit sidetracked from all the media hype and all that happened after the US Open. That is what kind of took her mind off things. And I, and looking at the kind of attention she was getting, I'm actually not very surprised that she made an, an early exit at Indian Wells, you know. She was doing what, media duties, promotional activities, attending, you know, like celebrity events and all that. Uh, basically doing everything but focusing on her, her tennis love. So the smart thing for her to do now is, you know, buckle down and then stay focused, concentrate on the game because uh, we know she has the talent. We saw that at, at the US Open, but I, I think it's a case of her getting a little bit sidetracked by all the things that are happening off the court. Going back to the coach issue, the good news is she may get a new one soon. According to reports, she's closing in on uh, Carlos Rodriguez, who previously coached uh, the likes of Justine Enna and uh, Lina. So good luck to the uh, Asian star. That's right. She's half Chinese, so we're claiming her. With that, we've come to the end of another Podball Sportscast. Thanks a lot, guys. I am Faisal American. I am Karami Kamel. And I am Nicholas John. Stay safe on the roads. Jom balik kampung. <laughs> <laughs>